0: Is that Lucy's Toy Shop? That is a scary thought if you remember Lucy's Toy. I never watched it. I was all way before my time. Yeah, right. (laughs) Great. He's starting off by telling a fib. Okay, I'm going to check that down. Listen, I want to talk this morning about uh, just saying. That's why I said in the beginning, I said, you know, just like leave it at the door. So much of our life is is about what we say. And a lot of times we don't want to even deal with that or like, oh, that can't be. But it is according to the Bible. And how many knows we want to live according to the Bible? So according to the Bible, life and death is in what we say. So it is really important. So I want to talk about just the power of words, just saying. The power of what we say and and, uh, what we deal with. Sometimes we create what we're living in. Have you ever felt that? Or have you seen someone else that's just completely negative and then it just, you know, they're like, well, it's almost... And he grew up watching Peanuts. You all grew up watching Peanuts. What's the guy's name that had all the cloud around him that just. Whoosh. Pigpen. Pigpen, wherever he went, was just this cloud of whatever, you know, and of course, that was created because probably he didn't take a bath on, you know, but there are things that we, you know, we, we tend to speak life. We speak things that happen. I started looking at this a little bit more and said, God, I want to, I want to be uh, better than what I am. You ever want to be better? I mean, just like sometimes you just get tired of being tired. Lord, I'm tired of going around this mountain again. How come it seems like it works over here and it's not working for me? What, what, what are they doing different than what I'm doing? Are you just, do you just love them more? Or, anybody ever think like that? But if we would put the, the, boy, am I having fun. <laughs> Microscope, that's what it is. We put that on our life. We might find out that we're not consistent in what we're saying. Sometimes we come to church and we say one thing and we're all good about it. We get, we feel the presence of God and man, we're just like, yes, yes. And then we get out into the quote, quote, real world. Sometimes that happens as soon as you pick up your children. You get to your car and then you know what they're going to say. I'm hungry. If you haven't figured out what you're going to do for lunch, then you got like, oh, dear Jesus. So sometimes we have to understand that. I want to like, Lord, what is that? I want to be able to find out if I'm doing something wrong if I could correct it could it change my outcome I'm going to tell you some things today that I think will help you that if you can I mean and I this is me working on me too so don't think that I got this I am not the guy that's got it down I am the guy that's under construction just like y'all so we're working on this together turn to your neighbor give him a high five so I'm going to challenge you this morning to do what I'm doing and what I'm going to continue to do and probably do more of. And we're going to apply that to our lives. Just saying. Now, I'm not going to whine and complain about my job. I just want you to know as, as a pastor, there's a lot of things that maybe you are different. I love what I do. I, I, I love ministry. I love doing it. But there are times in my job now, I just had another minister tell me not long ago and Usually when I talk to him, he'll, he'll bring up these kind of stats, but this particular minister, he's a wonderful guy, but this is what he told me. He said, did you know that now senior pastors are in the top 10 of, of suicide? I'm like, thank you so much. That's a great, well, let me just do a study on that. I don't want to do a study on that, but what it is is because God has put a passion inside of us for people and we want to see people succeed. We want to help people along that if we can't differentiate, if we can't, Bounce that stuff off. If we can't repel that, then not only are the issues you're going through, I make them my issues, or the minister does, you know what? And so then they they feel like they got that whole burden on them. And if we can't cast that, if we can't deflect that off on God, if there isn't something bigger inside of us, according to Scripture, then we find ourselves we can't handle it. God has got a purpose for you. And it's not just existing, just saying. So ministry can be challenging. For me, you know, my challenge is, Lord, I want to go to the mountain every week. I want to make sure every day I get there so that when Sunday comes, you're like, dude, man, that's awesome. I can do that. This is great. But there's that, you know, I got to make sure that I can do something that's going to engage everyone that the people and that. I'm not trying to please man. I want to please him. But you got to see passion. You got to see somebody that says, you know what? Everything I'm speaking. I believe it. I live it. It happens. And that helps transform into fruit. And you begin to see things. This year in ministry, this last year, year and a half or so. Is really, it's not been different. I mean, we started doing some things different, but it's ministry. We've been doing ministry, Kim and I, for over 25 years. So it's not new. I, I come up with messages, and God helps me with all that. But just normal day-in, day-out church activity. This has been even busier because the church is growing we got more moving parts we got more things to do more responsibilities i'm assigning more things we're doing more life groups we're doing all of these different things we're now we're trying to to get all the stuff done from the bank so we can purchase the moose and we get in the moose we're going to go back to one service and when that fills up to 80 percent, we're going to go to two services and when that fills up we're going to go to three services and so there's more things so what has changed What has happened? I'm enjoying life more now than I've done back then, than a year and a half ago. What's changed? It's not that I change what I do per se. Not at first. It's the way I think. It's the way I think. And then when I think differently, I speak differently. And when I speak differently, it makes me respond differently than before. Some of you might be waiting on me just to sit Indian style, put my fingers in the sign of the okay, you know, and hum. Number one, if I got sat in Indian style, probably couldn't get back up. (laughs) The ushers come and help me, please. Some of you, you know, may be thinking, I just need that. Some of you are thinking, oh, he's just going to give us another, you know, whoop, there it is. Gonna give me another message, and I'm all for breakthrough. Trust me, I love it when somebody Your breakthrough's coming, it's just right there. I get it, and sometimes, boy, it seems like all oh, hell cuts loose, and you're so close to your breakthrough, it could be right there. I get that, I've been there, done that, and I've had breakthrough, and there's other times I'm like, Oh but man, I want something that I can grab a hold of, I want something that I can get myself and say, You know what, God. You're bigger in me than, than anything, and we can do this. You tell me what to do, and I'll do it. You tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And if I put my hand to it, I'll do it. And God, because I'll put my hand to it, you'll do the work. Something that you can leave here and go, that'll change everything. That's what we're going to talk about today, just saying. There are people here that are saying, bring it. Come on, PB, bring it preach there are people that are doing that that's cool but your thoughts matter more than you could ever imagine your posture speaks loud and clear of what you're thinking you ever talk to someone and they really didn't talk to you you pretty much know they don't care what you're saying our first thought today now listen to me our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts Your life, my life, it'll move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. If your thoughts are positive, this is going to be a great day. This is going to be good. I mean, I used to think, man, this is what I want. When my feet hit the floor, I want the enemy to go, oh no, he's up. It's going to be a good day. Not the enemy saying that, me saying that, because I'm going to trample on him. So, you know, if we have a positive mindset, we're starting, you know, there are people that are almost genuinely positive. There are other people that aren't that way. They're toxic and negative. You can't get victory if you're always cons- consistently thinking toxic thoughts, negative thoughts. If you're always trying to find the bad in something, it's like anything. You look hard enough, you'll find it. If you want to look hard enough for the good, you'll find that too. Your actions follow your thoughts. Emotions and actions are followers. What are you saying? What are you thinking? What do you say to yourself? Anybody in here talk to themselves besides me? people. <laughs> He's talking to you. I talked to my dad. My dad says, I talk to myself all the time. I said, you do? He said, yeah, scary thought is I answer myself half the time. But I do the same thing, don't you? Don't you talk to yourself and answer yourself? Guys, we talk to ourselves when we're putting things together or trying to. Because we don't like instructions, do we? I put together a grill one time and I said, it's done. And Kim said, what are all these other parts? I said, extra. (laughs) I don't know if they're extra or not, but they weren't used. (laughs) Sometimes we do that and it's okay to talk to yourself. I think sometimes you're your best cheerleader, but you got to start. God notices all those things, whatever, every, I, I ask in first service and they said, the Bible talks about a jot or tittle, whatever little, even the little things, man, he's like. He catches, he catches it all. You ever say something to your kids and your kids go, yeah, that'll be the day. What was that? I said, man, what did you say? That's what I thought you said. But God catches all of that stuff. You see, we can, we can act a certain way, but if we don't believe it, that's why things aren't going the way we want. Because our belief system doesn't line up with our words. It's good to say the words. And I'll get to that in just a couple minutes. But we've got to start believing what we're talking about. Our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Romans 8, 5, and 6 says this. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit... Think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting your spirit control your mind leads to to life and peace. If you just read that, it's telling you this. If we're letting, that means we can let. Does that make sense? That means we we are in charge of what we are letting run our mind. You are letting what is taking space up here come out. If you want to be negative Nelly, you can be negative Nelly. You can be negative Nelly all day long. You are letting. So I'm speaking to, I know it sounds like I'm just talking to you, but I'm talking to myself. I got to start saying, all right, I got to watch what I'm saying. Just saying. Sometimes I think my inner dialogue pleases God. I think I've been entertainment for heaven a lot of times. I think God says, angels, look at this guy. Come here, look at him. Oh, dear Jesus. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in our life today that we probably don't understand. People invent stuff and you're like, that's a stupid invention. Now, if I say this and you have this invention, just know I'm not being personal. The Snuggie. (laughs) That's like a human burrito, you know what I'm saying? But somebody, I heard uh, Tim Hawkins say, isn't it time, Father, They're, they're inventing a Snuggie. Can I go get him? Some things are just the way they are, and I get it. You know, my dialogue will please God. I think I say things like, you know, again, I'm a dude, so sometimes something doesn't go right. Maybe I drop something, or I'm trying to do something. Not long ago, I was trying to do something. The more I tried, the worse it got. Something else happened, and I just finally I'm like, God, I love you. There's a time I would not have said, God, I love you. Oh God, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus. There's a lot of times I would have said a lot of other things. So I think sometimes that inner dialogue, and you might say, well, yeah, but you were thinking the other. Well, yeah, but I was saying the one. I took control of that. I captured it. We're going to talk about that in just a second. If our mind's controlled by the Spirit of God, then we're consistent with God honoring Christ-anointed thinking. If we let God start, you know, God, help me, whatsoever things are pure, good rapport, holy, just. Let's think on those things. If we let God start... Doing those kind of things, infiltrating our mind with those thoughts. Is your thought more God-centered? Is it more negative? Do you wake up and say, oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Or do you go, get up and say, oh, good morning, Lord. Or do you go, good Lord, it's morning. Oh. What, what is your out? Is God with you? Do you say those? Are you saying I'm called by God? My future is bright. I can do all things through him today. I'm going to make a difference for his glory. God, what do you want me to do? Or do you have an alarm clock that as soon as it goes off, you go snooze. We had an alarm clock. Nine minutes Does yours. Do nine minutes. Ours does nine. minutes. You hit that snooze. It was nine minutes. So I would, I'd hit that snooze. Man, I got nine more minutes. Oh God, just nine more minutes. This is translated when you're a little kid and your mom would come and wake you up. Five more minutes, mom. Give me five more minutes. Of course, your five minutes and her five minutes are... So snooze, I get it. You get up saying, I'm tired. What a lousy day. It's probably going to rain today. I hate it when people act like little Mary Miss Sunshine. Life is overwhelming. I can never get ahead. It's always something. I take one step forward and five steps back. So here's the question for our first thought that we're talking about in my life is if it's moving in the direction of my strongest thoughts. Am I excited about the direction my life is taking? If it's moving that way, do I like where it's going? Have you ever been in a situation you needed to get out of? You weren't comfortable. I mean, something changed and you're like, I am in the wrong place at the wrong time. I need to get out of here. If I don't do anything different, I can't expect different results. I find myself saying things like this. I've got too much to do. There's too much on my plate. I can't get all this done. I don't know how long I can keep this up. Anybody ever say those things? If I keep telling myself that, I'm going to get just what I Said, just saying. I need God to change my thinking. If I could change my thinking, then the things around me would begin to change. Because when I change my thinking, my speech changes. The Bible says in Romans to call things that are not as though they are. Last time I checked, you can't call anything unless you're using your voice. You got to speak. Jesus said in Mark, you got to tell the mountain. You speak to the mountain.'" What changed in ministry to make the difference for me? What changed? The stuff around me? Not really. The stuff in me. That's where it changes. You, you want to change everybody, don't we? Don't we want to be Dr. Phil to everybody? Well, you can't change. This is what you have. You, isn't that true? You want so and so. Lord, you better work on my spouse. He's a lazy bum. You know, he's not saved and I don't even know if he's ever going to make heaven. Well, watch what you say. He's obviously got his own will and all that stuff. But what happens is God starts when we want to start pointing the finger at everybody else. He starts saying, what about you? Isn't that the way he does it? Quit worrying about them. Let me change you. I'll take care of them. And when we quit trying to play God and we start saying, you know, all right, Lord, then you change me. The stuff inside me changed my thoughts. Romans 12 two, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Now, listen, you might want to underline this by changing the way you think. Now, I, I want you to listen, but let man transform you. What's it say? god let god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think so so god's going to do this awesome i keep trying to do that myself now i'm i have to put my hand to it i have to submit to that but god's going to do the changing that's huge for me because i used to just think i'm a failure you ever felt like that I just, man, I'm not good at this. God, I'm not good at this. And God says, if you let me change you, you're great at it. God doesn't do anything wrong. Let's go on. By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You see, this is not me changing me. This is God changing me by renewing my mind and stopping the negative lies and replacing them with godly truth. He's changing me. That's in the midst of all of the junk. You're And this is what I'm saying. You ever shoot a flare prayer up? I have. Kim and I are good at that from time to time. You guys are all you're all quiet, but you know what I'm talking about. Where you're just tired, you're wore out, and you're like. <clears throat> because you're just like, Lord. And this is, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Come on. <laughs> Some of you are like, I'm a two-fisted flare prayer, people. I'm going to do that. But that's the way it's like. Life is like that sometimes. It just, you know, the enemy comes in and you're just like, and you shoot those up. God is changing. What happens in those times, all of a sudden, I'm just telling you, and I'm going to show you how this this will happen, but something will change. And inside of the negative thought, a good one will come. You're going to have to capture the negative one, pull the weed and stick the good one in. He'll put it there, but you've got to plan it. See, it's not me working to change me. It's me working to align my thoughts with his. Let me think like you. No, he's God. I'm not, but God, I want to be like you, dad. I want to be like you. I want to think like you think I want you. He sees the good. The Bible says he doesn't want any to perish. See, when I think God thoughts, he changes me. When I think the way he thinks, I'm, I'm allowing him to put his thoughts in my mind. And I begin to think them. I begin to speak them. Come on. And then his word according to the Bible. And that's what we're, that's the plumb line here. That's what we believe according to the Bible. Then it doesn't come back void. Not my word, but my, I'm speaking his word. So when I start thinking different, I start speaking different. When I start speaking different, then the atmosphere and the things around me start changing. And things become different than they were. Not to make a better version of me, but a new person by changing the way I think. The Bible says old things are passed away, all things become new. You know how that happens? Because you think different. You speak different. Therefore, you're different. Because you start acting different, all of those follow. You all know your battles right between your ears. There's a reason David threw that stone and it hit Goliath right in the head. His head was wrong. David was showing everybody he knew how to get ahead. But Goliath had wrong stinking thinking. Some of you are wait till you get in your car. It wasn't that funny, but. (laughs) Here's our next thought this morning. So much of life isn't about what happens to you. Now, check this out. It isn't about what happens to you, but how you think about what happens to you. Oh, man. That's amazing. I'm writing this down, I'm thinking, man, that is so true. Because it's not as much what happens to us, it's about how we think about it. How we perceive it. How we view what happens to us or how we role play it out. Some of us have role played so many things out, this is what's going to happen, I can tell you right now. I had somebody tell, we were pastor in a church in another part of Ohio and somebody came up and they said, well, I'll tell you what, this is what's going to happen, it's going to... And it was just like spit up all over the place. And I just said, no, it's not going to happen that way. I'm telling you how it's going to happen. God's going to do this and this and this. And however he does it, it's going to be awesome. And you will see the hand of the Lord. And they're like, (laughs) I mean, you know, just shaking their head. (laughs) But it happened. Now, listen, I'm nobody. I'm just God's kid, just like you. But it happened just the way I stated it. And in, t- I said, it will happen in two weeks. And I, I think I even told the person, it'll happen in two weeks, says the Lord. In two weeks, boom, it happened just like that. There was no shaking the head then. There was, I'm leaving the church. See ya. Listen to me. I guess Some of you are like, that's right. <laughs> I can't change mindset like that. It's not my job, it's God's job. Now, I, I, would I love people if they left? this? Yeah, I don't love if they leave. I'd love them to stay. But the bottom line is we got to go after God, folks. We got we to let God change our minds. We got to let God change the way we do things. Well, back in my day, I get it. But you know what? This is a new day. There's a lot of things I'm not comfortable with. God didn't check with me to make sure it's okay. Is this okay if I do it this way? I don't think he checks with me on that. I'd like to think I was on that list, but I don't think so. I've seen God do some things that I really didn't understand. But then I'd be like, okay. I saw my 100-pound wife. We were at a revival. I saw her go out under the power of God. And somebody, she was on these seats. And there was was a person sitting right here. And I'm thinking, they, they don't know she's there. And I'm over here. If they sit on her, they'll kill her. What if she gets hurt? Lord, what if this? What if that? And I started again, how? I started playing out all these hows, what ifs. And the Lord spoke to me right away and he says, as long as I do it and long as I heal her, what do you care? I'm like, You're, well, nothing. Have at it. Go ahead. You know, and then God just moved. And that's things like things that happened to me, things I can't even explain. Things are just like, oh, my word. You know what? God just like it didn't happen the way I thought. But if I would allow myself, I could think of a lot of things. And we stress over that last point. It's not what it's how we think. Something can happen to one person and it can devastate them. It can, that same thing could happen to someone else. And they'd be saying, you know what? I don't like this, but I'm going to be stronger. I've determined that even though I know God didn't do this, I'm going to cling to him even tighter than I did before. It won't be a stumbling block. It'll be a stepping stone. Same, it could be the same thing. Perspective. Because we got to get to ourselves to understand. We are not all that in a bag of chips. The earth does not revolve around us. If we leave, this whole thing should not fall apart. Because it's not based on one individual. Same thing stress. It's not about how much you have to do. It's how much you think about what you have to do. If we began to just let all of that feed and take its course, well, I'll never get all this done. I'll never be able to do this. I'll never be able to do, I can't do this. My kids had come there they were in college and they said, Dad, look at this book. This book is huge. I'll never be able to read this book in time. Like, can you give me 20 minutes a day? What are you talking about? Give me 20 minutes. 20 minutes for what? What do you want? Not me, the book. Okay, What? 20 minutes, set your clock, 20 minutes. Read it for 20 minutes. When 20 minutes is done, put the book away, put it up. Don't think about it anymore that day. What? Just do it. Come back to me in two weeks. Tell me what happened. It was Mallory. I started it with her and I did it with Zach, did it with Sam. They come back in two weeks. Mal's like, look at this book, dad. I've almost finished it. Because listen to me, listen. That's our mentality. Our mentality thinks it's just like, I dream of Jeannie, you know, or, you know, whatever. We just think, Hey, but the fact is you got to put your hand to it. The fact is you got to start walking this out with God. The fact is you got to make him greater inside you. The fact is you got to put your faith out there. That's the fact. And when you start putting your hand to it in a couple weeks, they almost had the book read and they're like, wow, that's how you beat a mountain one step at a time. Now, if you need the mountain to go right away, that's what it needs to happen. Then God will move it right away. But I submit myself to God. I do it and he does it his way. God, you tell me what to do and that's what I'll say. That's the deal. Are you alive in the building today? You see, God gives you the power. He gives you the joy. He gives you the strength. Nothing can take you out because you're with him. We got to look at this as an opportunity to tap into his power. The enemy is just really good to get you off focus. He wants to get you, you know, if I had an extension cord, man, it's going to fire up whatever we needed. And I'm looking for the plug. The enemy's job is to keep you away from the plug. That's his job. He didn't want you to plug into the power because you plug into the power. Demons are coming out. Blind are seeing lame are walking. Deaf are hearing people are getting healed. Jesus is reigning and ruling. He doesn't want you to plug into the power. I'm telling you today, just saying, plug into the power. Get rid of the thing that's stopping you. What are you saying? Second Corinthians 10, three to five. We are human. We don't wage wars. Humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. To knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. You see, the weapons he's talking about, they're not guns and knives and all that. He's talking about spiritual weapons. He's talking about prayer. He's talking about fasting. He's talking about the power of agreement to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. He's talking about where you get a brother or sister and say, hey, will you pray with me on this? Come on, let's lay hands on them. Somebody give me some oil. He's talking about people like that. People that aren't afraid to say, oh, I have people that come to me and say, Brett, will you come to the house? Weird things are happening. Yes, I'll come to your house. And will they go? Absolutely, they will go. You know why? Because greater is he that's in me. I can knock in that door and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, every demon that's in there is going to leave. But I'm telling you this as well. Sooner or later, I'm going back to my house. What are you doing in your house? What are you saying in your house? What are you thinking and processing? So, you got to understand, man, this is one of those where you're just like, God, I'm yielded to you. There's nothing greater than you, there's no bully that you can't take care of. Ephesians talks about the helmet of salvation. You know, salvation means more than just getting saved or becoming a Christian. It's based. it talks, salvation has a lot of depth to it. Prosperity and the blessings that God, all of those are included in your heritage. That's your salvation. Well, the breastplate and, and the sword of the spirit and the shod your feet with the gospel of peace, peace and the belt of truth. All of those are part of those spiritual weapons. And we've all heard this. Notice that there's nothing on the backside because God never meant you to retreat. You don't have to. You can stand your ground because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So you have got all that you need. Problem is, we don't use what we got. Stronghold in the Greek word is called akamora. Like a dungeon or a castle or in a prison. The translation is this. A prisoner locked by, listen to this, deception. Akamora sound like uh steve martin on uh father of the bride of course that's not what he said but i just made me think of that right now so just (laughs) this joke brought to you by brett and nothing else sorry (laughs) but anyway it's a prisoner locked by deception and so somebody's believing lies And there's no way out. The enemy has got them fooled. That's the wrong mindset. You can't get out of this. This is the way it's been for years. He was like this before. He'll be like this again. She's always been this way. Yada, yada, yada. They just keep... And it's just that plummeting of the lies. The enemy just wants to deceive you. I'm just saying. That's his job. You might not like it, but his job is to get you off target. He hates you. And you know why? Because you look like Dad. You are made in his image. You have, if you want it, you have his thoughts to be able to speak. His spirit is connected to your spirit when you connect with God. And you begin to think like he thinks and say like he says. And things around you start happening. You can start calling things that are not as though they are. You can make the lame walk. Well, he'll make them walk, but you can declare it and you can believe it. It's up to you. It's up to us saying, I'm just saying. There's a story of a man who was on an island. And the, somebody played a mean joke on him. The island was totally by itself. And they got all their commerce by ships bringing them food and all of that stuff. And they went and told him, I'm just going to call him Wilbur. I don't know anybody named Wilbur. And uh, they said, hey, Wilbur, did you hear? They cut off all our supply. We're about out of all our food on the island, and they just cut us off. They just said they're no longer going to bring food here, so we're all going to probably starve and die. Wilbur took that and went into his hut. He didn't have hardly any food, and he laid on his bed and just prepared to die. People would walk by and say, Wilbur, what are you doing? He said, well, didn't you hear? The island's been cut off. We're not going to have any food. It's just a matter of time before we all die. They said, that's a total lie. Wilbur, the ship just came in. He just left. We got all kinds of food. You go down to the store, there's all kinds. There's even Little Debbie snack cakes. Come on, let's go. It's getting close to lunch. <laughs> Wilbur wouldn't believe it because he was in an Akamora. He was believing the lie. Some of you today need to get out of the prison. And again, I do a lot of things that hopefully will bring... Humor to your mind, but make you hear the point of God. Jesus used stories. I'm certainly not Jesus, but I do use stories. Remember Steve Martin and the three amigos? They put him in that dungeon? Yeah, hmm, yeah, I saw that. Jenny's like, do the amigo salute. Shame on you. No, I'm not doing the amigo salute. But listen, this, remember that? He's trying to get out of dungeon, you know going to make it, going to make it, going to make it, never make it, never make it, never make it. (laughs) Going to make it, going to make it, going to make it. (laughs) Now you have to go watch the movie just to find out what happens. But what I'm telling you is this. Sometimes isn't it like that? We're in a battle. We start going forward and then we do feel like we take five steps back. That's just the enemy. But if you'll stay consistent, if you'll stay like, you know what, God, I repent of that thought. See, that's the thing. Condemnation comes from the enemy. Condemnation is much different than conviction. Condemnation is, you are such a loser. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. You keep doing the same thing over and over again. You're such a waste. That's condemnation. Conviction is, Brett, I've showed you better than that. It's going to be all right. You can do this. Come on, give this to me. I can help you with this. This isn't going to be your end. Use it. Step on it. Get over it. That's conviction. There's a big difference from condemnation and conviction. Maybe you're listening today and you're saying, Brett, I am so in this Akamora. I'm so in this dungeon. I've been running through this whole thing all my life. Some of you don't believe you can get out because you just believe you can't. That's a lie. The good news is you have divine power. You have divine, you have divine power. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. Look at verse 5 again, 2 Corinthians 10. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. I'd read that and I'm like, how in the heck do you capture a thought? Just like your mind uses to think out how in a negative way. You get a thought that's not of God. You know if it's of God or not. Come on. We're honest. We know. If it's not pure, holy, just of good. I mean, if it's like, hey, I'd like to take their lips and rub them clear from east to west. And tell, you know, I'd like to slap them silly. I'd like to then pray for their healing. You know, that's probably not a godly thought. (laughs) Not going to win friends and influence people. Uh, So... What I'm saying is when you get one of those thoughts, then you have to take it captive. You have to literally picture when that comes up, the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to me. The Holy Spirit will go. That wasn't that wasn't a good thought, Brett. And you'll have to say safe as a, a thought of criticism, Brett. that was that was a critical thought. You capture that. Father, I take that thought. I'm sorry, God, for saying that. God, I take that captive. That won't take place in my mind system. God, you give me a good thought. Father, I say you see good in that person. You see good in this situation. God, I'm just... And you begin, you take that captive. Now listen, come on. If you're going to pull weeds, you better plant flowers. So you're going to have to put something in there because you don't just want your brain full of nothing. You can take that and run with it I'm sure. <laughs> People are like, "Oh, he's talked to you, I see." <laughs> don't don't elbow your spouse. You're going to have to plant some flowers. You're going to have to grab some things captive. You're going to have to say, okay, if it's if it's a thought that doesn't line up with God, then take it captive. If it's not a pure thought, Father, I I won't think that. No. Listen, 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 listen. Because this is where the enemy has got you to buy the Atomor. This is where he's got you to buy the lie. If you have a thought that's not God, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Because the enemy put the thought there. He can't read your mind like God, but He can give you thoughts. What you do with that thought is where it becomes sin or not sin to you. Help me out today. Are you alive in the building? He's gonna tell you, sir. He's gonna tell you things that aren't right. He's gonna tell you to look at things that aren't right. He's gonna tell you to do things that aren't right, ma'am. He's gonna tell you things that you should or shouldn't do. He's gonna, the enemy is a liar. He's going to tell you that when you get those thoughts, take them captive. Because the spirit of God in you will be like oil and water. They won't mix. You'll know it's not a God thought. There'll be no peace in your heart. The Bible says to be led by peace. Am I going too fast? Touch your neighbor and say, I'm awake. awake. All right. (laughs) Somebody back in the back What's he is he done? (laughs) Not yet. Almost. We're almost there. Hang on. But if you listen to what God is telling you, you take that captive and then you start doing the right thing. Take it, capture it. Two questions to ask yourself real quick. What negative thoughts are dominating my thinking? What am I thinking about? What is it dominating? What what am I thinking most about? Sometimes you might be thinking this, I'm not a good enough dad, I'm not a good enough pastor, I'm not a good enough mom, I'm not a good enough kid, I never please anybody, my parents, they don't like me, or whatever. I'm not a good enough worker, I'm just average, I'm just, I'm not exceptional, I'm inconsistent. You know, she brought homemade cookies to the life group, I brought Hydrox, I can't stand her. I got issues, okay? (laughs) Okay. So here's a second one with that. What spiritual truth will demolish that stronghold? What are you going to do to demolish that? If it's not a God thought, how can you take that down? The Bible says this in Revelation 12, 11. I should have put that in there. It says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Don't you love that? Because if you have the blood of the lamb, you are a child of God. You are born again, child of God. And the Bible says not only the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Ah, somebody give me a word. You need a word. Then find a word against what are you battling against? What are you thinking? If your strongest thoughts are leading your life, then if it's not a godly life, capture it. Dear Jesus, then give me, God, give me a word. I will not think that way. God, greater are you that's in me than I'm telling you, it's how you do battle. I have everything I need. God has called me to do. He has supplied my every need. Christ in me is more than enough. Worry is not my master. My faith in God and in him alone. I am not easily offended. I'm full of the unstoppable, unquenchable love of God. My God is with me and he will never leave me. I'm just saying. Seek God first every day. Lord, help me today. Help me run my day. Help me to do it and bring you honor and glory. Give him the first of your day. Give him the first of your income. Give him first in everything. Say his words and believe them. That's it. If you get a word from God, I'm saying God's words. That's why Jesus, he could do what he do. He would just say he could do what he do. (laughs) Word to the Father, Jesus, do what he do. Okay, I get it. But how he do what he do, you know how he do what he do? He do what he do, he, you know, and that's why we don't do what he do, because we don't do what he do. All right. I got the pen. I got to move on. <laughs> see, you, you don't see that, but she's up here. <coughs> if I keep doing what I do, pretty soon... I'll I'll be like one of them Tarzan movies. (laughs) Oh, help me. (laughs) You laugh now, but I got to go home. (laughs) I need a ride. (laughs) Let me read you. Now, when you leave today, the ushers are going to hand these out. If you want one, Take one. They're free. Declarations. These are some I say myself. I, made, I put them on paper so you can say them. I'm going to read four or five of them here. But I want you to understand, it is just saying. It's what you say. You can declare these. You can be in your prayer time and declare these. And it won't take you long to go through a couple. I'm just going to give you a couple of these. If it's worry and fear, I, I am of God and have overcome Satan. For greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your word and your spirit, they comfort me in my health. Christ, you've redeemed me from the curse of the law. He's redeemed me from sickness. Therefore, I forbid any sickness or disease to come upon my body. Every disease, every germ, every virus that touches my body dies instantly. Every organ, every tissue of my body functions in the perfection to which God created it to function. And I forbid any malfunction in my body in the name of Jesus. In my marriage, the word of God is forever settled in heaven. Therefore, I establish his word upon this earth. Great is the peace of my children, for they are taught of the Lord. They are protected, healthy, wealthy, anointed, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken in the life of my children. And you can put your kids' names in there and how about this in your material needs I delight myself in the Lord he gives me the desires of my heart I sow bountifully therefore I reap bountifully in guidance I trust in the Lord with all my heart I lean not on my own understanding in all my ways I acknowledge him and he directs my path. I will follow God the good shepherd I know his voice and the stranger's voice I will not follow I'm just saying you begin to declare God you begin to speak that thing in your house speak the word tell your children of how great he is let them come up in the heritage of God and see the goodness of him. Now listen, and I'm going to finish this up. When you begin to speak, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word. Brett, I don't know if I believe it. I'm telling you, I want you to start to say it. I don't care. if I don't believe it. I understand there's a difference between saying and believing, but something happens in the atmosphere. When you start speaking, when you start declaring, listen to me now, I'm telling you something that's true. So you need to listen because in your authority realm, in the realm that you walk in, in your home and all the things that God has put in your care, you can speak, listen, you can speak authority. You can speak things that happen that things will start changing because you're speaking and sometime in the midst of while you're speaking before you even get to the believing when you hit that belief, something happens, something changes in the supernatural, something that you'll know something went from just saying it to now. I'm saying it and believing it somewhere in there. The Holy Spirit has hit the switch. He's turned it on. And now instead of just talking, you're not only a walking, talking time bomb to go and do God's work. You are believing everything you say and things begin to happen. You can lay hands on the sick and they recover. Demons tremble when you come near because God is with you. You declare and you start stating the promises of God and not the problem you're facing. Talk about the promises. Well, Brett, this is a big deficit, or this is this. Okay, God, what do you want me to do about it? My wife is good about that. She'd say, you know what we need to do? We need to pray. Sometimes, you know, when we're not feeling that religious. Come on. I'm just not in a spiritual mood. I don't want to pray. I've prayed it a 50 million times. You pray. But she's right. She's like, (laughs) I do need a ride (laughs) home. But when we pray, God hears us and something connects us. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And sometimes we pray amiss because our mindset is not lining up with his. Now, listen, all this fits in a puzzle piece. But if we would say, God, according to the scripture we read, you you help me with my thinking. Well, how can that not be lined up? The only reason is I'm not letting Him help me. So, if you want to know your issue, just like mine, I've not let God help me sometimes. But He's been there, He's shown me the way. I just wouldn't, I didn't want to see it. I want you to understand just saying. You begin to declare, "Well, Brett, you don't understand my financial situation." What are you saying? Do you say hear one thing and you go home like after this message? You go home and go, Oh, church was great. I loved it. It was wonderful." But then out of the other part of your mouth, "Well, here we are again. Well, I guess it doesn't work for me." You can negate because again, your authority in your realm. You speak, man. So let me tell you this, and then I'm finished. If you've been speaking negative, if you've been speaking out of, so to say, both sides of your mouth. Not meaning being vicious or on purpose, but just living life and just being frustrated. I get it. I totally get it. I'm not condemning you. Been there, done that. You can probably see all the t-shirts I have for that. Here's what you do. Father, every word I've spoken that hasn't lined up with your word concerning my health, our well-being of this family, or whatever, I break it in the name of Jesus. I break it by your blood and by your power. As one of your children, you have given me dominion in this authority in this realm. And so, God, because I submit to you, I break that. Father, help me. Let your spirit connect with me, so that when I begin to declare, and I'll. Be, and I, let me just tell you something. If you think the fight is over. No way. The enemy's going to try to pull you back into the same thing. The same thing. You're going to have to then use what you just learned today. I'm going to capture that thought. No, 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 you little wiener. I am not going there. We learned last week, he's a wiener. So, we ain't going there. So, you tell the devil, talk to the hand. I ain't doing that no more. You know, there's things that I'm not proud of in my life. But I thank God, I'm not the same in my life. And you know why? It's not because the things around me. Now they're different because he changed what's in me. It's the stuff in me. My thoughts changed. My words changed. My actions followed that. My emotions follow that. Now my environment starts changing. You can do it. It's not overwhelming. God's going to help you. We're going to cheer you on. Today is a great day for you. Would you bow your heads? Close your eyes, please.